0: Thoughts. Art. Ideas. Violence. People. Psoriasis. Caravan maintenance. Little mini pig. Trundle beds. Aardvark, hey? What's that plastic thing doing down I there? I don't even know what she looks like. Shut up, like. Renee. What? Who's Renee? Quiche. Daniel. Niche. Daniel Ultralicott. Niche's quiche. Hi! He's it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I've been working. Um, so I've been busy being a movie star. Um, yeah, I did. I did. I did my first scenes in a film, which was really, really, and really good. It went really well, and I got to improv, and it was funny. And people laughed, even though you're not meant to make the crew laugh is uh, one of the main things, because that means you might be performing for a bigger audience than just down the camera. Anyway, bloody problems I've got. Um, How are you? I'm I'm sorry I've not been in contact, but, you know, and thank you, everybody, for reaching out. There's so many people bloody have emailed over the last week and sent in voice messages. And lovely, you good old bastards. What's going on, you bastards? So lots to get through i not even to get through just to tell you about because I've just been, um, I've just been at it. Been daddin', being bloody acting. I'm playing a policeman. Um, I won't tell you what the thing is until, you'll be the first to know though, um, when I can talk about what it is. But it's, it's very cool, really, really cool. And I'm playing a cop and it's very fun. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, I hope you're good. I hope you're bloody good, guys. I hope you've been doing well and not um, freaking yourself. October's a weird month. It's the 1st of November today, October is strange and I read a bit of advice, Um, it's just something that said online, beware of Tuesdays and October is uh, a bit of life advice and I don't know what it is but maybe there is something about Octobers. It was a difficult October for me, um, definitely financially, like really, really hard and um, and I guess not really emotionally, like I seem to be kind of with it, Uh, I still haven't hit the piss yet. I'm still a non-boozing guy, but I do—I I have been battling myself recently. Mainly, it's because I'm looking for proper work. I'm still bloody looking for work. I've applied for so many positions. Um, there's certain things I won't do. There's just certain jobs I will not do. But when, when you've got a gaping um, hole in your resume because you've been a wandering clown for so many years, it's really hard to secure decent employment. It will happen because I believe in it. It will actually happen for me. Do you know what my fucking partner. I think she has tipped. So my little recording booth studio in the basement here is directly below the kitchen, and it's wood floorboards uh, just above me, and and we've kept it all natural, so it's kind of wood above me here. But I... If I smell it, I think it's orange juice. She's spilt... Because I saw a whole lot of paper towel on the floor in the kitchen. She's spilt orange juice, but it's dribbled down here, and it's got all over me effing cables. So I had to get the. That's me with the Ajax right now. Every time I go to grab a cable, it's got some awful like mucus on top of it. It's disgusting. Um, God, she's such a she's a, the best person, but she's such a klutz, such a klutz, guys. Um, anyway, so this weird residue that's uh, seeped through the floorboards onto all the electrics. Thank goodness I didn't have my laptop open down here because it would have it, where it all landed. Was directly where my laptop would have been, which is directly under the fridge, which is probably a really stupid idea. In case someone cuts the power and the fridge like defrosts. Anyway, logistics. They're just logistics. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the filming was great, but looking for work. Oh my goodness, it's a real. It, the struggle is real. Apparently, like we're one of the lowest unemployment rates. Well, why don't you hire me? Uh, I've tried all sorts of things. I'm getting there. I will get there though. I do have the faith. I've got the faith. It will happen. So I'm sure I'll come back to you with some good news in the next two weeks. Uh, I hope, I hope he, I hope he, hope he. I even applied for a job um, putting up Christmas decorations. There was like these people that just, you know, go around and put up Christmas decorations in shops. And I was like, I could do that. That's easy. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a, that's just Christmas money. That makes sense. It's around Christmas, It's just seasonal work. Then you've got to pull them all down. And I thought, oh yeah, I could do that. And I, I haven't even heard from them. What the fuck is going on? Uh, anyway, uh, what else has been going on? Yes, so we, I, did, I filmed my first scenes out in regional uh, New South Wales. And i very disappointed with the food where I was. Very, very, not, the peop- not the food on set, but the food in general. You know when you go to a small bakery and you're like, oh, this is going to be good. There's going to be some sort of great pie. Someone's got an award-winning uh, vanilla slice. There's going to be a lamington that's just o- o- off the hook. And anyway, so I went into this place and they, they did. They had ornate sausage rolls. Tasted awful awful. Ugh. It was like red, red wine and pork or something. It was just foul. Um, and I'm rare. I'm a rare pork eater, but I was really hungry. And I mean, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I should have just, uh, there was no veggie option though. There was no veggie option. And, um, and then there was a little roll there and it was so stale wrapped in salad, uh, sal- salary, no seller sal- It's not cellophane. What am I talking about? Glad wrap, um, wrapped in glad wrap. And I thought, Oh, that will be nice and fresh and yum. Stale. Just rank. What a rank little rank little country town, I can tell you. Um, but yeah, the, the, the gig was great, and I got to do the, all this ridiculous impro. Um, I can't remember. I, one thing I said was really, really wrong, but I reckon it might stay in the edit. I can't wait to tell you what it is, by the way. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, what the hell have I written here? I write notes about what what's going on here. Subservience? What does that mean? Why have I just written subservience? I don't know what that means. Anyway. Just don't busy up a saucy droll. In general, just don't busy stuff up. It doesn't need to be. I oh, was at it the Italian. There was an Italian festival um, on Sunday in Leichhardt uh, that we went along to, which is really fun, actually. There was a little fun fair there. There was a bit weird, though. There was. Um, so the kids section had a, a horror. Uh, what do you call it, a horror place? What do you call it, a horror museum? A haunted house. God damn, what's wrong with brain today? Brain not make connection good today. Um. Yeah, so we went in there and that was a pretty crap horror house, and, but it was fine. It, was, it wasn't a ghost train. It was just a horror house. I love a ghost train though. Very funny. I think I've told you guys this on the um, on the pod- podcast before, but the ghost train in Adelaide, when it went around, there was a guy on the back who like just put a skeleton mask on and he whispered stuff in your ear as you were whizzing around on the ghost train. And it was, this was about five or six years ago, he just whispered in my ear. I'm on the Dole. I'm on Centrelink, which I thought was very funny and scary at the same time because he was, he was getting some cash in hand. Um, anyway, so, yeah, there was a, there was an inflatable maze. And there's meant to be a guy, like, you know, manning the maze. So, you know, imagine a creep just goes into the maze and there's a kid in there. Uh, it wasn't very popular. But I managed to get my way in there because I was looking for Luna and I couldn't find her anywhere. Um, she'd actually gone next door to another thing that was bouncy. Um, but it just felt a little bit like, this is a bit wrong. These, these carnies are really not policing this uh, this maze properly. It's turned into a grope maze, which I think was a real thing. There was a grope maze. There was a nightclub in Melbourne many, many years ago. It was a gay nightclub called Tasty. I, th- I think I think this is right. And they had a grope maze in there where it was just pitch black and you know people are just going there and grope each other, which was... I mean, if you're consenting, that's fantastic. Maybe they should bring back the grope maze. Maybe that's a good... <laughs> Maybe we should force that thing back in there and just people can just go get their kicks in the grope maze and just uh, see what happens. I mean, you'd only go in there because you'd be like, okay, something's going to happen in there. I'm going to muck around. And uh, anyway, it doesn't matter if you're a young listener. I I did get a message from a 12 year old this week. So uh, apologies for last week's podcast because I went into a a deep dive about about the word word pussy, which I find very offensive um, because I've been watching quite a bit of Dave Chappelle recently. I started watching stand up specials and I've never really watched them before. And I find them really hard to watch. I don't, I I don't, I just, it doesn't translate like a live experience, I feel. There's no real great one. But one of Dave Chappelle's, I think it's Sticks and Stones, it was really good. And I know it's meant to be transphobic and offensive. I kind of don't think it was. Especially the message he was telling about his uh, trans friend and what happened to her. It's like, oh my God. What? They're just jumping on him. Anyway, um, but I can understand the offence. I can understand when he does say something offensive like that. You're like, hang on, man. That's just, uh, don't do that. That's archaic. But at the same time, very funny. Um, yeah, so we yeah we went to the Leichhardt Festival, which was, yeah, it was fantastic. Bring back the grope maze. That's very good. Uh, they had a whole lot of stalls there that were traditional Italian food. Ate some amazing food. It was really great. And just, again... Simple is the way to go. Not like your country sausage roll, which I was talking about. It's got too much shit going on in there. Oh, am I not recording? Oh, I am recording, fuck. I thought I wasn't recording for a second. Um. Yeah, uh, Yeah. just with too much flavor, too many things going on in the sausage roll. And then the pastry sodden with oil and fat. No good. Just keep it simple. There was um, um, an octopus wagon at the uh, at the Leichhardt festival. Very good. Yes, I know morally and ethically eating octopus is not right, if you have seen my octopus teacher. Um, but at the same time, I love barbecued octopus, and I had to get some, and it was fantastic. But it was just really simply done. It was just a little bit of bloody oregano, uh, some Greek oregano. Um, I know it's oregano. I don't think it's oregano. Oh, you got any oregano? No, I'm not folding little bits of paper. No, it's fucking origami. Oh. um, Yeah. I say origami, you say oregano. Origami, oregano. Let's call the whole thing weird. Um, yeah. So the the, the 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 octopus was just really simple: olive oil, um, some lemon zest, and some oregano. Uh, very very good. And we what else did we do? We, we yeah. We did bouncy castles. Um, saw some very overpriced produce there, like very overpriced uh, hand knitted toys. 140 bucks, 140 for a little dolly lady. And I didn't, I don't know whether it was hand knitted. It kind of looked a bit fake. Like maybe there's some type of, I don't know, like there's a, there's gotta be a factory somewhere with robots making fake knitted toys. What's going on in, in my head today? Hello. Oh, th- this is what ha- oh, this is amazing. What happened? This is, um. oh goodness. Like, so when she went into bouncy castle, of course, no shoes. And Luna's got little blundstones. And little blundstones, they cost a bit of money. They're like about 150 bucks. But the, the brilliance with the, the blundstones is they last for such a long time. Even with kids' feet growing really big, you just take out the inner sole after a while. And then you've got another year out of them. So they'll last two years. And a lady, in my full sight, just saw her pick them up and carry them away. And I went up to her. And I said, what are you doing? And she said, what? I said, they're my daughter's blundstones. She's like, no oh, 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 and she looked so guilty straight away. She's like, oh, 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 I thought they were my son's. And I'm like, all right, well, where's your son? Because his bloodstones must be over there then. Uh, she looked all worried, and then she just thrust him into my chest and just took off. She just took off. So I caught her. I bloody caught her. I almost manhandled her because I, I grabbed her arm to stop her going or walking away with them. And I was like, oh, geez, I'm, I'm going to be the one in trouble here because I've, I've grabbed someone. But she stole from me, and she definitely stole. Like You could tell that she was stealing, and she looked guilty. But they're, they're, how's that? I mean, maybe that's saying more about how desperate people are at the moment. Um, I have been a little bit touchwood, a bit paranoid about um, being robbed. is up? I just feel like people are really struggling financially at the moment um, to the point where they're going to steal children's shoes and then resell them on eBay. Because I know that you can resell the kids' blundstones, and they um, they kind of retain their value a bit. Maybe I should just start doing that, just selling off Luna's shoes to make ends meet. What does ends meet mean, by the way? That's one. That's something I'll look at. Ends meet. We'll look that up later, okay? Ends meet. I don't know what it means. Um, yeah. All right. I better play something. And before I go, um, then I'm going to, I'm going to, this next bracket, um, after I play you something, I'm going to be vaping whilst wearing a cape. I call it cape and a vape. All right. So uh, have a little listen to this guy, and then I'll see you in a minute.
1: Hey. A precise history of themes with Sam Simmons. Keith. You guys probably don't know Keith. Keith was born Keith Graham Antonio Willoughby in Renmark on the 19th of March 1965 in a caravan on an old Sepultura t-shirt. Unfortunately Keith was then tormented by the local children nicknaming him Old Sepultura t-shirt caravan Keith. Keith's favourite colour is really popular and he really loves it heaps. And
2: the gold logie goes to...
1: Heaps. Unfortunately Keith was born with one arm that would hang lower than the other. Old long arm Sepultura t-shirt caravan Keith was his other nickname. Keith didn't finish high school and left to begin an apprenticeship as a magician's chef. Keith wasn't very magical, but he had a passion for gourmet food, which he'd magically fashion into shapes like triangles and squares, and sometimes a rhombus. Dude, what are you doing to my breakfast? I'm magically turning it into a shape. That's so stupid. Could you not? Not what? Touch my food. I am touching your food. Yes, I know. Don't. Wow. Why'd you say wow? Because your breakfast is now a circle. I won't eat this circle food, you caravan freak. Stop singing! But I'm fing very magical! Just get out of here, you old not very magical, long-arm sepultura t-shirt caravan man.
2: Like Keith,
1: sexy mother No one asked you, Patricia.
2: I'm Patricia. I know. Not many people
1: knew, but Keith didn't particularly like Patricia heaps at all much.
2: You never knew him before I did more. Shut up, Patricia! Are you guys
1: talking about me?
2: Wow, it's Keith! Hey! Hey, Keith, you're like my favourite man on the radio right now. I'm on the radio right now.
0: It's time for Cape and a Vape, Cape and a Vape, do you want to come and ha- have a vape, vape and a cape, caping and vaping for you. Uh, right. Uh, I'm not wearing a cape, and a, I'm not vaping in a cape. I'm not doing that. Um... Yeah. So, I don't know whether, I'm pretty sure I didn't mention this, but w- the, the kids had ducks. Yes, I did say, yes. But the thing is, I went in uh, last week. I'm, if I've said this in the podcast a week before, me brain's no good. But at the same time, I just don't retain stuff. Someone came up to me the other day in a shop and said, do you want some ass cream? And I was like, what? And he goes, you know, ice cream. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you were talking about it on um, Cat's Countdown about ice cream and South Africans saying ice cream. And I'm like, really? And I vaguely, vaguely remember it, but I've just got no, um, my memory no good. And I don't know whether that's from years of alcohol abuse or marijuana in my early days, but um, something's happened in there. Mind you, it might be genetic because I had a teacher's meeting and um, the teacher said that uh, Luda's focus is really bad. So I've got to work on that apparently. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong because she's a very clever and social girl. I think what her problem is, she sees school more as a social exercise than... And she's in kindy. You know, she's not even in year one yet. So it's fine. She sees school more of a social exercise than a learning exercise. So she's not retaining her learnings. Even though if I push her on books and stuff like that, she gets it. You know, she's going to be fine. Um, But, you know, when you're being told off by the teacher, I felt weird. It's like, well, it's not my fault that she's not... not I thought she's fun. She's frivolous and fun, just scooting about with lots of friends. Um, good honour, But, um, yes, yeah, so I got to work on that. But, uh, yes, yeah, so anyway, went to visit the ducks and one of the ducks absolutely was paralyzed from the back, like from the middle of its back down. So, and it was bleeding really, really badly. And they knew that I had like a, a, a zoo background and they said, what's going on here? And I've, you know, I know chickens when they're deformed and ducks. And anyway, so I was like, nah, that duck's not going to live. You need to contact the people or, I can take the duck, which sounded really like I was going to murder a duck for them. Did I mention this in the podcast? I feel like I mentioned it. or well, maybe I've done it in my head over and over. But anyway, I, well, I did. I, I, I offered my services to snuff the duck and I didn't want to, and I didn't do it in the in the end, by the way. Um, but I I am able to do that type of stuff. I hate doing it. I hate doing it so much. I remember in share houses years ago when um, friends like housemates Cat was hit by a car and it was out the front struggling to live. I was the one sent out to deal with the cat. I didn't put it out of its misery. It died um, in my arms. Jesus Christ, this is confronting. But you know, I've always been the person that people come to and go, hey, do you want to snuff a duck? Uh, But I did offer to snuff the duck. But then I said, look, just let's separate this duck, this deformed duck that seems like it's paralyzed from the middle of its back down. Its legs weren't moving at all. It was bleeding profusely. Um, Let's get the last two ducks that were hatched next to it and we'll take them in... Uh, the incubator and put them in a different part of the school so that the kids can't see this duck bleeding profusely with a paralysed back. And uh, then the people came to pep- uh, pick up the duck and they, they were like, oh yeah, it lived. It didn't live. There's no way that duck lived. And it was from a duck farm. And I'm talking about a duck farm. They're farm, they're du- they're farm ducks to be eaten. So, um, and, and some of the kids rescued the ducks. They went to a farm of one of the kids' friends, which was very, very nice. So, um, but anyway, look, happy to, not happy to, but I, I am, I'm willing to snuff a duck. If you do need any help, uh, snuffing a duck, I'm, I'm your man. I can snuff ducks, uh, but I would rather not. I've done, I've done all sorts of things, like zoo stuff. I've bolt gunned, uh, bolt gunned goats, which was really confronting, but at the same time, very, a really, look, it was a peaceful way to die. The poor things, they would eat the chaff out of your hand and then the bolt would go in awful, awful stuff. Um, I'm a little bit scarred by it, but, um, and that was the last time I ever did anything like that. I did help euthanize guinea pigs when I first worked at Adelaide Zoo. This was years ago, uh, doing work experience, which is a pretty full on thing to do to a kid. You go to the zoo for work experience. They're like, Hey, do you want to come and do the guinea pigs? I'm like, Oh, I love guinea pigs. All right. What we do, we just get a soup spoon and we just crack them over the head. And I'm like, what? Um, and I, I just couldn't do it. I just could not do it. It was uh, way too confronting. And they, they also did a prank on me about gutting a horse. And I got it was awful, awful experience. Jesus. People are awful to work experience kids, aren't they? There's always a bit, an element of that going on where you're pranking and striped paint, um, air hooks, all that type of stuff. Skyhook, sorry. Skyhook. Um, yeah, I never really understood the, uh, the, the, the fascination with the band, the Skyhooks. They were terrible, terrible music. What was a horror movie um that awful one they released later in, lo- later in life when uh red simons was in on hey hey saturday was it jukebox in siberia just terrible like formulaic three chord songs anyway sorry if you are a fan but awful horror movie right there on my tv um i mean it's just the same verse just done over and over and over. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter uh so yeah euthanasia ducks was definitely a low light of uh, of the, the last two I think it's been about 2 weeks since I've had a little bloody to here but I've got I'm just busy I've just been a busy baby boy I'm not earning but I'm a busy baby boy bum busy out and to people on Patreon thanks for um hanging out with me hopefully we'll get a new round of gifts and merch coming very very soon just for you guys um to the people who have been recent depart to to departees on patreon sorry to see you go i get it it's totally fine to the new patriots uh that have come on uh tea towels are coming so my second round of tea towels are coming from china and uh i'll get them out to you as soon as they come so hang in there you'll get your tea towel but i'm maybe you could do some suggestions for merch for me what do you want do you want a beer cooler uh socks uh what do you want what do you want your bloody uh pregnancy test kit what, what what would you like? What what do you want? What's your what's your thing? What's your niche? What's your niche guys? What would you like if you were to get some merch from Simisom? mi Simi, um, um, yeah, so do do get in contact with me. I'd like to know. Uh, I was very upset at the supermarket the other day. I had a huge hankering for splices. I wanted a splice, I needed a splice. I went to two supermarkets in a row. There is a shortage of splices. There ain't no splices around, and there ain't nothing like a splice, guys, and don't try and push me toward that Buller one. They've got a Buller flavor, like the the, Buller, and it's multiple flavors, ice cream wrapped in in bloody icy pole, which is a really radical concept, if you really think about it. The first person went, you know what, it's going to be ice cream, vanilla ice cream, then we're going to wrap that in icy pole. If you don't understand, if you're overseas and you're like, what the fuck's he talking about? What would an icy pole be called in the States? I guess a bloody, what would be, what, let me have a look. I have to look this up. It must be some type of a hard ice. Is it a hard ice? <laughs> what is uh, an icy pole in USA? Uh, ice blocks. Okay, but we call them that as well. hang on no someone's no I've, I've seen someone just posting on X formerly Twitter but that makes no sense what they're saying because it's no one's responded to it no one cared no one cared mate no one really cared what do Americans call the icy pole ah oh, popsicle they I knew it was a thing I knew it was a bloody thing and I knew that I know that there's people that were screaming it in traffic ice pop it's another one ice pop icy pole in Australia uh, what about in the UK popsicle I mean, Popsicle makes con- uh, complete sense. Let's look at, um, UK. Is an ice pop? Oh, it's an ice pop or, or an ice pole. A freezy. It's a bloody freezy. A freezy or freeze pop. Anyway, so what it is, we have the centre of its ice cream and then we put um, Popsicle around the uh, outside of it. So it's encased in Popsicle, but ice cream in the middle. Really delicious. Uh, and the splice is the king. It's the king of all of them. Um... Yeah, I mean ice creams are fascinating but you know what I'm I'm finding interesting is the like the cover band ice creams so when you get like you can buy a Kit Kat, the chocolate bar but then they're doing the ice cream version it's like a cover version of the of the eye of, of the chocolate so you've got a mars ice cream out there there's a bounty ice cream there's one that was really good oh the Turkish delight one that actually worked but some didn't they didn't really offer themselves up they shouldn't have been turned into an ice cream they shouldn't be bastardized and turn into a cover song of the actual ice cream they were. Um, because they, the crunchy one, I think, was quite good as well. But in general... my. Uh, by the way... Oh, Halloween! We did bloody Halloween last night. Shit! Speaking of ice cream and icy poles... Um, I found out my daughter doesn't like a crunchy. Not a fan of a crunchy. Uh, which is a shame. I don't even think they make Violet Crumble anymore. Is a Violet Crumble a thing still? They must still make it. It must be one of those... Um, I know they've got rid of scorched peanut bars and stuff. I think they have anyway. Uh, let's look at the violet crumble and see if that's there. Uh, uh, no. Oh, no, it is here. Yeah, no, it's fine. they still got it. It's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, don't make a Twix ice cream is what I'm saying. That, that doesn't make sense, even though they do make them. It just doesn't... Anyway, no one likes a Twix anyway. That's a shit snack. It's not a good snack. You're never like, oh, yes, a Twix. Or a Curly Whirly. Or a Flake, for that matter, unless it's in an ice cream. If it's in a soft serve cone and then double dipped in chocolate, then yes, a Flake um, serves a purpose. But a Flake on its own, strange thing to eat. It it melts too quickly in your fingers. um, All the little... I mean, the shavings are nice. Anyway, uh, so we did the Halloween experience on Saturday... Uh, most of the kids from her school all went to the, uh, cemetery in Newtown and I put on some scary music, which was kind of fun. I put on this, what I did, I hid my Bluetooth speaker in a gravestone. Uh, by the way, if you don't know Newtown cemetery, it's uh, it's an amazing place. If you are visiting Sydney, I thoroughly recommend you go there. It's uh, an extraordinary, um, they filmed a lot of stuff there as well. Cause it looks so creepy, but it's a whole lot of graves. So basically it was one giant cemetery say, 150, 200 years ago. Probably 200, actually. It's, it's, a, it's I think it's one of the oldest cemeteries in Australia. So it was a giant, giant cemetery. And then they were like, no, we need park space. So they reduced the size of the cemetery to one quarter of the park, and they put all the headstones... Around the walls encasing the old cemetery, but the thing is, all the bodies are still under the ground. So when you're in the playground and you're mucking around, you're actually dancing on top of Daniel On Thompson, who died in uh, seventeen ninety four. Like you are, you are literally dancing on people's graves. It's uh, which is extraordinary. It's really cool. So anyway, I hid, and these graves they're all falling apart and decrepit. And I so I, I put a Bluetooth speaker into one of the graves, and then I was playing from my phone because of Bluetooth technology. Um, I was playing like a spooky voice going, help me, help, get out, get out, leave. Um, and the kids loved it until they were like, it's just a speaker. I'm like, yeah, but it's a haunted speaker. Um, anyway, so that, that was really, really fun. And lots of lollies were had. And then we did the trick-or-treating last night, which was always fun. I always bring, I'm a good trick-or-treater because I bring lollies to replace the lollies we take. Does that make sense? So i've got a bag of lollies to contribute to their lollies as we take lollies out because that seems like the fair thing to do Um, the costumes are okay this year luna was great i will put some photos up but she was like a female it she did a female it the clown Um, a girl it and then on saturday she was a corpse bride and she that that was her suggestion She she wanted to be a corpse bride uh so she was like in a wedding gown splattered with blood pretty gory stuff um, I was Super Mario, I finally succumbed. So I have a pair of red overalls, which I just bought on a whim when I was in Athens years ago. Uh, you know, when you're you know, when you're in Athens and you see uh, just a pair of overalls, bright colored red overalls and you think, hmm, 10 euros, yes. Uh, and I finally wore them and I realized I had a Mario hat. I had a, a red hat that said M on it, had, a, had the letter M on it. So I was a bloody little, uh, I was a little bloody uh, Super Mario brother. Uh, which was kind of fun. And I told stories to the kids. I told a really spooky story that about a man who ate too many chips and he burst. Anyway, really, really fun. It's a, it's a great... If you don't like um, Halloween, uh, you don't have... I mean, you obviously don't have kids, but it's a really, really fun... It's so fun. You get dressed up. You get lollies. It's great. Um, anyway, Silly Billy Walk. Silly Billy Walk. That's why I want to do Silly Billy Walk. Because Silly Billy Walk's a similar thing, but there's no lollies in there. There has to be a treat, though. I have to put something... That's what I've realised. There needs to be something... Um, I was thinking pikelets because pikelets, uh, you know, they're silly, I guess. And they're not really a, uh, they're a a much more, I mean, they're kind of on the, uh, on the slide. No one really likes pikelets anymore. Is that Shrove Tuesday? Isn't there Pancake Tuesday or something? There is this, there is Pancake Tuesday. There's something, something to do with Jesus and pancakes. Here we go. Jesus and pancakes. Here we go. The uh, face of Jesus appeared on a pancake at a Southern California restaurant on Good Friday. Yeah, didn't. Um, our pancakes a religious symbol? Here we go. The pancake is said to symbolize. Oh, the pancake is said to symbolize a Christian faith. With eggs representing creation, flour the bread of life, salt wholesomeness, and white milk is purity. Oh. Isn't that. A, that's really odd, isn't it? I did not know that. Does Jesus have a pancake day? Shrove Tuesday, I was right, pancake day, is the day before Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent, observed in many Christian countries. Uh, So they just eat pancakes? Well, I can't use pancakes, because this is not a religious thing. This is not silly-billy. To be silly is not a religion. To be silly is a basic human right. But I guess a pikelet's similar to a pancake. Maybe crumpets. No, not crumpets. Crumpets are never fun. I mean, a honey crumpet's okay, but in general, crumpets are no good. Well, think of something. If you do know of a a snack, something nice that people kind of... Everyone everyone likes a pancake. Yes, everyone likes an ice cream. Maybe ice creams. Oh, silly Billy ice cream. Ice cream? Maybe. Anyway, if you have an idea... Um, please uh, get back to me because that might be worth exploring like some type of food that could be entwined within the uh, Silly Billy Walk and I'm just looking up ends meet here while I'm at it because I was kind of uh, trying to understand what does ends meet mean? To make ends meet answer to make ends meet means to pay for things that you need to live when you have little money well I understand what that means but where does it come from? here we go Uh, where did the saying ends meet come from? Manage so that one's financial means are enough for one's needs. As in, on that salary, Enid had trouble making ends meet. This expression originated uh, to make both ends meet. Oh, both ends meet. So not meat. Oh, ends meet. Double E-T. I thought it was like like the, the, the bad bit of the chop or like a, a bit of burnt steak. I thought it was ends meet. Oh. So... Oh, right. So basically to ends meet, to earn enough income so to make both ends meet from wage to wage. So say if you get $700 a week, you've got to stretch that out until the next week meets. When you meet when you make ends meet, you make the ends of the money, you meet, <laughs> mate. You're making meat, mate. Meat, mate. Um, there you go. That's uh so I've always for years just thought it was like about rotten meat. There you go. I, I'm sure a lot of you thought that as well. So I don't feel bad. I feel good I uh, did that. What have I written here Just says film in toilet? What does film in toilet mean? Um, By the way, I've not been filming anyone in toilets. Uh, I have put forward a proposal for a reality show. Remember I asked for suggestions. Everyone's suggestions were good, but they weren't, they weren't the ones that would pop. I found one, I bloody found one and I'm pitching it as a joke but I bet you something happens. It's called uncancelled. Cancelled public figures and celebrities get the chance to redeem themselves in this survivor style, no holds barred redemption competition. How good's that? So say um, Tracy's tweeted something like some CEOs trade, uh, like lost her job because she tweeted something really racist. She can come on the show and then they have to win over the judges who are like these really pious uh, millennials who judge whether they they've after they've disgraced themselves whether they deserve to be un unca- hello there Whoa,
3: Mr the Sam fuck? Simmons sorry that scared me uh, hang on I'm really excited to send you a message oh. uh, just because you make me so happy with uh, your podcast and everything you do all oh. the
0: time thanks man
3: and I miss you mate Oh. I miss you but most of all there, there was a few other things I was going to say Um, but I can't remember. It's been so long since I listened to the latest episode of the podcast and I'll be checking back, checking back, checking back and, uh, still, there's no new episode, but you take your time, mate. Um, (laughs) I really just wanted to say, I'm so excited for you to do whatever you're going to do with, uh, Sean and Marley. Oh, that's going to be fun. I love those boys so much. Yeah,
0: Sean and Marley are the the best.
3: (laughs) The stuff they did with Clayton so great Clayton's great he's just a, a ball of love totally uh, same as you Sam uh, oh, but yeah really excited for that I have no dream interpretation that's um, alright I have one reoccurring dream but it's it's boring it doesn't no, get into it please it. get into it get into it uh, I'll tell you about it anyway yes so when I was a kid I used to have this dream I used to go to the beach and I was a kid, and I'd... Con- Sorry if this is boring. No, it's But, not. Uh, I, yeah, I'd go to the beach, and I'd constantly get dragged out by the swell, and, like, I'd try to get back to the shore where my dad and mum and sister were, and I'd constantly just get dragged back in, and it was exhausting. I'd wake up just so exhausted, and I just could not get back i felt like i was drowning might have to do with sleep apnea that i've finally been diagnosed with but uh yeah that's (laughs) actually probably probably what it is but uh yeah it might have uh, had something to do with that uh i think you just diagnosed yourself then as i've gotten older now and it's probably got to do with the fact that i've been Cured of my sleep apnea with a CPAP machine. <gasps>
0: oh, I know who this is. This is Peter. Uh, now, I
3: thought I thought I had this dream figured out, but maybe it was uh, sleep apnea all along. No, it is. isn't uh, sleep apnea. I'm the adult, and I'm rescuing the kids uh, from the swell in the ocean. I'm the adult, and I'm there just plucking kids out of the ocean, and I'm the hero. And it's such a good feeling because, I don't know, as you get older, that's good to... I don't know, reminisce about kids kids, and and just thinking back on kids' struggles and uh, what they're going through and just remembering what it was like being a kid, as an adult, sometimes it's hard to see what kids are struggling with, you know? Oh, that's very sweet. Um, It might seem insignificant. No, not at all. But if you can remember what it was like at the time, the smallest issues can seem so big. And that's what I interpreted the dream as myself. Sorry, I, I'm doing you out of a job. No, you did really but, well, uh, man. It is I really sleep out now. mate, and I hope you're doing well. And uh, that's about all. No, Can't man. wait for the Sean and Marley stuff. Thank you. Or thing, or whatever it is. Super excited. Miss ya. Love ya. Bye,
0: mate. Oh, thanks, Pete. That was Peter Hines. I'm pretty sure it was Peter Hines. So I should double check. Uh, you definitely you did you diagnose. By the way, I, I forgot that I laid out these sound bites, um, and that that just surprised me. So sorry, I just jumped in. I mean, the- the- look, the podcast has gone to shit, um, but I think you did just actually diagnose yourself, which is quite funny. But that does sound like you were struggling to breathe with your adenoids, so your sleep apnea. And sadly, yeah, it manifested as a dream. Because, you know, like when you're really thirsty in a dream, um, or you really, or you, you do a wee, never do a wee in a dream, never do a poo in a dream, because you'll do it for real. Um, but yeah, I think that's what you were doing there. Uh, and yes, the Sean and Marley stuff, I can't wait, I'm doing it Friday. I complete. I mean, I didn't forget, I knew I, knew I was doing it. Um, but yeah, really excited to be doing it on Friday. So I have to travel out to Penrith, um, which is a bit of a journey, but that's, it's going to be good. And I cannot wait to meet them. Uh, I'm not going to spoil what we're doing. Actually, I will. We're going to make sandwiches. We're making sam witches, which is going to be really fun. And I'm so honoured to be uh, on their show. They are are the sweetest guys, and we're going to have so much fun, and I just can't wait. So, yeah, that's going to be really, really good. Um, Thanks, Peter. I'm pretty sure that was you. I'll just quickly pause and double-check. Yeah, it was Peter, um, who sent me a really funny message during the week. He also did a little edit of a video I did on Instagram, but he, you should have told, told uh, everyone about the ants. He had a whole lot of dead ants getting to his CPAP machine. And so he was like inhaling the, 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 the acidic residue of dead ants in his CPAP, which would have been disgusting. Does, did anybody ex, ex, ever accidentally eat an ant when they were a kid? I remember a lollipop that I put down beside me at the pool, got covered in ants, put it straight in my mouth without looking. <coughs> um, not only did I bite my tongue... But when I bit down and crunched on the ant, I still remember the taste, and the taste was really odd. It was exactly like blue cheese. And when I first tried blue cheese years later, I spat it out and said, yuck, ants. But now I love blue cheese, but I don't think I want to eat ants again. Oh, it's awful. I think it's a folic acid or fault. I don't know. There's some type of weird acid um, that uh, that an ant secretes when you when you bite into it, which, you know, just, I recommend you don't. Um, even though they're saying these days, you've got to eat your bloody, got to eat your germs and grubs. It's the future, got to eat your worms. Uh, Do ants have acid? Ants have, we can have ant acid, Hey? This is all bloody, uh, uh, ants have acid blood in them. Uh, Formic acid, I knew it was something. I I, I said folate acid, but it's formic acid is produced by ants um, and some bee species. Bee species. Remember, that's going to be in the future, isn't it? Eat your bees. Come on. Got a bloody rough day at school today. Get in there and eat your bees. All right, I'm going to write that down. That's fun. I could turn that into a very funny bit. Eat your bees. I oh, love that. Oh, you'll see that at the Adelaide Fringe, I'm sure. Um, what has this podcast turned into? It's just like a, I don't know. I would Maybe I should take live phone calls. That would be nice. If anyone wants to speak to me live on air. I mean, it's not live on air. But it's live because we're talking to each other. That would be really... Oh, Sorry, hiccup again. That would be really good. I like that idea. Uh, maybe I'll set that up if anybody wants to... Uh, normally, I, I record this um, uh, in the morning, sometimes shockingly early. But if I have a phone call, I'll just make it for any time after, say, 9.30, uh, midweek, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If anybody wants to talk to me live on air, they've got something to talk about, I'd love to do that. And I'll record it and put it out there. I mean, if you're going to troll me, go for it. You can fucking troll me if you want to. Um, Anyway, uh, thanks, Peter. That was really, really kind of you. Um, I love getting messages, so um, please do keep them coming in. Let me just quickly check, though. I think I might have another one lined up. It might be a dream interpretation as well. Where's GarageBand gone? I record this directly into a thing called GarageBand. Oh, there it is. Okay, I think I have a dream interpretation right now, so let's get into this.
4: Hi Sam, uh, long-time listener Leslie here. Um I got a dream interpretation for you mate. Um mm. so I was lying in bed uh the other night in this dream with my partner and um mm. uh we were part of this science experiment. Um mm. I don't know what it was to do with. I think if I can remember correctly, we were recording food intake of some sort or recording intake of something of some sorts. Mm-hmm. Um I remember I wasn't great at it. Uh, my partner was pretty good at it. Uh, but, yeah, we were lying in bed and there was this kind of weird metal object in the middle, this kind of long pole with these four metal arms coming out of it. Oh, my God. Um, And, yeah, it's not much I can remember. I just keep remember waking up and... What the fuck? Seeing this device in our bed and... Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, it was really strange. Um, oh, no, Leslie... Uh, the most annoying thing was I kept waking up in the dream, which when I woke up in the morning realised I wasn't waking up in real life, I was waking up in the dream because no. uh, it kept it was bright every time I woke up. It was bright? Um, there was nothing sinister about the experiment. It was just some normal experiment on something. No, Leslie. Yeah, it was just really weird. Um, I know exactly then, what it is. You know, After Effects, when I actually did wake up and yeah. get ready for the day, I had the sillies all day. So You had the what? Yeah, Uh, you know, make of that what you will. I know it's not much to go off, but... uh,
0: You had the C's all... Yeah, I hope you enjoy
4: and I hope you can interpret something out of that because, Jesus fucking Christ, it was weird.
0: Okay, uh, I have to go back and listen to one word you said there that I didn't understand. Just give me one minute. Did you say, Leslie, you had the sillies? You had the sillies all day. Um, It sounds to me... Number one, I want to know if you uh, live regional. Are you out in the country? Because it sounds to me that you were, you're abducted. That's an alien abduction, buddy. I'm very sorry, I hate to tell you this. And if you are regional, this is gonna freak you out. The bright lights, everything about it, the experiments going on, uh, waking, not being able to wake up, but waking up in the dream. I have a feeling you had some little visitors. They've come into your bedroom window. They've been doing it for quite a while now, but I think you got probed. You've been probed. That should be a good, that'd be a good show, wouldn't it? You, but you got probed, like you got mail. You've been probed. Uh, I think you've been probed. So, uh, Leslie, let me know where you are. Uh, if you are in regional Australia and there's not much around you, this is not funny. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, but if I was gonna, if it was not an alien abduction and it's something to do with food, um, mate, do you have a do you have issues with food? Do you uh, are you not proud of um, what you eat? Do you know what i mean like do you think you could eat healthier is there something going on there is there a paranoia attached to your feed your food feed cycle um or is there shame food do you eat shame food do you get up in the middle of the night and eat a whole tub of ice cream um or you know what mine is which i just mentioned before with blue cheese it's cracked pepper vital eats with um uh, that, that that amazing blue cheese costello which is like a you know it's a povo cheese but it's a great cheese uh, Costello and Cracked Pepper, it has to be Cracked Pepper Vita Wheats. You can't just have a normal Vita Wheat. I can go through a whole, like one of those semicircles of cheese. Oh no, it's a half circle. What do you call that shape? What's a half circle called? It's got a name. Um. Anyway, I could go through a whole one of those with a packet of Vita I, Again, Cracked Pepper, only way. I only get them from IGA. Anyway, that's my shame food. That's what I will eat. Uh, and I'll have great shame about it the next day that like you've eaten half a wheel of cheese. Uh, which is not quite right. Um, Leslie, I don't know what's going on in that, but um, yeah, my my first thoughts are, if you are regional, that was an abduction. Um, okay, now I've got another message here. This is from a mum and son. Mum and son. Uh, now I think this is recorded in their car. Son is 12, I believe. Um, I won't keep calling you son the whole time. I should have notes written here, but I, I ain't got no help on the podcast. It's just little old me just sitting in me basement. Uh, apologies if you listened to last week's podcast in the car with your mum, and I was talking up some very scurrilous stuff. Um, I hope that wasn't too embarrassing in the car. Let's go. Hi,
2: Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, uh, I'm Jake, and I'm in the car with my mum, Em, uh, and I'm 12, and mum says your show is borderline, but we, all, we we listen to pretty much all of yours. Aww. Well, I'm pretty new to your show, but I love your show and it's really oh, funny.
0: Thanks very much, Jacob. I
2: wish I wish I could come to some of your over eighteen shows, but I can't.
0: Oh, you'll be okay. Where are you? I'd like to know where you are in Australia.
2: Ah, uh, we don't really have anything else to say.
0: That's alright, Jacob.
2: Sadly we can't go to your sausage sizzle or anything like that because Why? We we're in we're in Victoria and oh. we can't exactly drive yeah, fair a enough. day or two. Yeah, to Adelaide. Thing I took for a day.
0: Yeah, fair enough, Jacob. That's understandable. I'll send you a sausage but in the mail.
2: We do listen to your show and we really like it.
0: Oh, thank you. I hope it's not Good too luck weird.
2: with the sausage. Not
0: The not silly sausage. The not silly sausage, sale.
2: Yeah. And I hope your throat gets better from the chopstick incident. <laughs> that would have been really painful. I feel bad for you. Also, how is Japan? Japan's
4: Japan.
0: great.
2: I really want to go to Japan and snowboard.
0: Oh, lovely. You'll love it. You'll absolutely love yeah. it. Where are you? Are you in Bansdale? I'm just passing through Roadworks. That's all right. Roadworks, they're, they're, you know, all right, hope you have a good day, Sam. Thanks, Jacob.
2: Bye, Sam. Bye. Bye. See ya. See ya later. Oh, that
0: was bloody... How nice is that? What are you doing, Jacob? Uh, yeah, you love Japan. Really fun. Uh, really weird. Lots of Pokemons. Uh, lots of weird food. Fantastic place. A uh, little bit racist, they are, but that's okay. Uh, not as racist as us, as a people. Anyway, hey, well that's um that's pretty much the old Podsy. That's the Podsy. I do have a deep dive in a minute, um, so I'll play you something else. But that was that was nice. It was a good way to edge my way back in there. Sorry for the delay in the podcast, but I think it should be, uh, it should come to you at a place when I'm ready. Uh, otherwise, you know, you just I'm, I don't want to force it. No need to force it, is there? Uh, Okay, well, I'm off to do some major job hunting again this afternoon. Goodness me, the amount of um, applications I've put in, I've not heard anything back. I don't know whether I've I've hit the wrong button or something or what I've done wrong. Anyway, I'm sure my luck will turn soon. I'm sure it will. So um, anyway, deep dive in a second. Uh, So let's uh, listen to this. I need some things
1: at the Institute. A Precise History of Things with Sam Simmons. The history of that! What's that? That over there! That what? That!
2: Yeah, where?
1: Down there!
2: It kinda looks like a sultana.
1: It does look like a sultana. Or a very small poo.
2: Well, does it sound like a sultana?
1: I don't know, I'll just put my ear to it and listen. Hello shit. I'm a sultana. My name is Jesus I really like being a sultana and shit. Jesus sounds way too Latino to be a sultana. Yeah,
2: well, if he's a real sultana, he won't mind one bit if I try some radical ninjitsu moves on his ass. Uh, stop
1: hitting oh, me a oh, sultana oh, and shit. Stop beating up the
2: sultana, you bitch. Don't call me a bitch, Simmons. Hey, Mom.
1: Then what should I call you then, Clayton? Why
2: didn't you tell me?
1: This should stop arguing and shit. I think you two would be good together sexually. Maybe I could show you some sex moves and stuff and shit. I don't want to learn sex moves from a sultana. But I do freaky sultana shit. Okay, well maybe just one thing then. Okay, well what I do first is I... And then I... Oh my god, that's disgusting! Where did you learn that? When I was a great and shit. What are you two talking about? Don't worry about it, Patricia. No, I want to know. Okay, well, let's sing about our sex moves together, Mm. my new friend, Jesus the Sultana. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what I do, I do the high parts and shit. All right, well, I'll do the low. I'll do it sexually. I'll do it sexually. Sexy fruit that sits in the zone. For stick it up a bow. Bow. Oh, too much info, Sultana tits. Don't call me Sultana tits, picnic tits. I'm Patricia. I love Patricia.
0: To be confirmed.
2: TBC my ass.
0: Okay, I won't give you the title of this, but we'll just go um, from here. So, archaeologists in Poland have uncovered the remains of a 17th century, not that long ago really, child padlocked to his grave to stop him rising from the dead. A discovery that turns a spotlight on beliefs in vampires as Halloween approaches. The bones of the six-year-old or seven-year-old are the most recent find in a cemetery in the northern village of Pien, dating from an era uh, that viewed ghosts, zombies and other supernatural apparitions as more than merely fancy dress options. This is a cemetery for rejected people who were certainly feared after death, oh, and perhaps also during life, who were suspected of having contacts with unclean forces. I see, I don't believe, the ghosts and all that type of stuff, I do not believe. Anyway, so um, people who also behave differently in some way, right, right, padlocked. So the child was buried face down with a triangular iron padlock under its foot. Was it buried alive in a probable effort to keep it from sitting up and leaving the grave to feast on the living? This is so dumb. Uh, these are people who, if it was done intentionally, were afraid of contact with these people because they might bite or drink blood. Polinski said, "The child's grave was uh, desecrated at some point after burial, and all bones removed, apart from those in the in the legs." Jesus, archaeologists have found other methods used to stop the living dead. With Polinski describing strange practices found in some burials, that's so creepy. Uh there are also a large number of graves with stones, which were also supposed to protect against the deceased. Placed in various, I mean, isn't it like if you're in a tomb? I mean, if you're in a wooden box, I mean, that and you're dead, that should be suffice. I mean, I don't think you need to. And was a boy murdered, uh, for example, on the elbow, the larynx, or the neck? They were chained in various places. That is awful. I'm um, sorry, that's not a, that's not fun. So I'll oh, hang on. I'll go. I'll look at something else. That was. Uh, I collect weird things that I read during the week. Um, and but that one was a little bit. That was no good. What's this one? Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Why scientists are reanimating spider corpses for research? I've heard about this. This is fascinating. Um, what you can do now using hydraulics, they can reanimate spiders, which sounds it's called necrobotics. Or necro meaning dead, I think. Um, and think this technique technique could one day become a cheap, green addition to the field. What? So basically, they, they they put oh my goodness! So what they do? They it's kind of they put a hypodermic syringe into the spider that's dead. Uh, The fluid then activates the joints where they open and uh, shut like a clamp, like a spider grabbing something. And there's actual footage of a dead spider picking up another dead spider. Wow. It all started when Yap... Who's Yap? Yap must be... Oh, Faye Yap. So she's a person who has done this. Noticed dead spiders curled in the corner of the lab one day. Why do they die on their backs with their legs curled in? The question led her down a classic spiral of scientific curiosity. We did a really quick search online. We found that spiders do not have antagonistic muscle pairs. She said instead they rely on flexor muscles to curl their legs inwards toward their body and hydraulic pressure to extend their legs outward. Since Preston's uh, lab focuses on soft robotics, they saw the spider biology as inspiration for a pneumatic gripper like a claw-like device, but instead of a classic metal claw, they use something much spookier, a spider corpse. That is absolutely fascinating. But I don't understand why you're doing it. Who needs... No, here we go. here needs necrobotic um, necrobotic spiders. Preston says this was the first time a full animal was used as a robot. We've seen researchers use, for example, feathers from a bird for robotic applications. Other than that, we're not aware people using biotic materials. But hang on, who needs them? Uh... What, spiders in this case serve as a really good uh, source material because nature does all the work for us, Preston says. We don't have to build this pneumatically actuated gripper from scratch. We just use nature in this case. But why are you going to do this? Someone reached out from Australia and said, we did this together. Um, it was father and son duo. And they said, you know, we did this in our backyard and actually worked on first try, Preston says. So it's not just scientists, it seems. So maybe the next time we see a spider curl, but stay, hang on. It's still not explaining why that's a good thing. Like, why are we. What can it help do? What do you mean a cheap. That can become a cheap green addition to the field? What are you talking about? From corpse to claw. So when spiders die, their muscles tend to. They've got valves. Anyway, I don't know why we're doing it. I mean, it just seems like, you know, if you're reanimating a corpse to. I, I don't understand why. It, you know, anyway, they got it working. It just doesn't make sense that it's going to. I mean, if it picks up other spiders. Hang on. They could pick up fragile materials like wires and even other spiders up to 130% more massive than the reanimated spider grippers. Anyway, all right. Well, if you want a mini robot spider, you can just do that in your backyard, apparently. Um, just get yourself a hypodermic needle. Like, what are you doing with that spider? you what are you whacking it up? Anyway, that was um, that was ridiculous. What a ridiculous... I mean, I wonder how much grant money they got for that. Goodness me. Anyway, um, well, that's, de- that's definitely it. That's definitely it. That's definitely it. That's definitely it. All right. Well, um, go off, do good things, be kind to people. Uh, if you hear of a job, Daddy, hit me up. <gasps> Daddy needs a jobby. Daddy needs a jobby. Daddy needs a jobby. Daddy needs a jobby. I'm just worried about Christmas coming up. I mean, I'm just gonna do something casual. I don't care. I'm not bloody serving coffee. That's the one thing I'm not doing. I know if you serve coffees, good on ya. I've done it for too long. I'm not doing it again. Um, anyway, so go off into your bloody, uh, lives. Look after your friends. Reach out to people you haven't spoken to in a long time. That's always a good thing. Oh, I bloody caught up with Tom Tilly, um, just yesterday, which was a lovely thing to do. It's good to see old friends. Friends. All right, see you later, guys. Bye.